And don't you forget it, don't you forget your way home for that little girl. Hold on to your world. And don't you forget it, don't you forget your way home. All right, all right, all right. In tune, seven second delay. <laughs> Shout out to Glenn Lewis and all the lovers of Glenn Lewis only. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I love him. Picked her up and went back to my place. She'll be coming home till tomorrow. She promised she'll be coming back for more. She promised she'll be coming back for more. Picked her up and went back to my place. She ain't going home till tomorrow. About this like I I I. Got the body like, oh, oh, oh. Yo, I am on one this morning. The lady, what you doing? Because <laughs> you, you off to the side. Yeah. I mean, as always, you can always catch the full screen on YouTube and Twitter. We appreciate the good folks over at Instagram watching us this morning. I'm so full of, I'm so full of, uh, it's gonna be me. I'm so full of energy this morning. So excited. But the body is tired. Is it, or are nah. you just high? Am I still high? Maybe, that might be the top three highest times I've been in my whole life. Hit the intro, sweetheart, let's get the show started. Welcome back to another episode of Hawaii Bake with B Mo. Yeah. Mm. It is Thursday, uh, April 21st, the day after 420. Um, we are your Solution Bake podcast. We are here to discuss all things black from a very black perspective, and sometimes not because fuck the rules. I need everybody to say a loud and resounding good morning to the lady of the house, our extraordinary producer. Good morning, lady of the house. Good morning. Emo. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I want y'all to think of us like Howard Stern meets Tom Joyner with, with a freshly rolled blunt, okay? We are getting spicy. Like Degrassi, we go there, okay? <laughs> we go there. Um, this morning's episode, as always, is being brought to us by the Washington Informer Bridge, WIBridgeDC.com or at WIBridgeDC on all social media platforms. Make sure you check out my network mate, another sponsor of the show, my good man, Immediate Prince, who is bringing us art and entertainment. We bring you culture and taste, art and entertainment. We bring you history and politics. And we got all things DC. I even got you covered, Maryland and Virginia. Welcome to What's Going On, DC. 
said, you said, my baby girl Alex is on strong ass with your strong ass. Right. I hope you get stronger. Girl, you look good. <laughs> Buff ass. Bigger than me. Right. Although that should not be the uh, <laughs> that should not be the boundary stone. It should not be me. Um, also, good morning to you. Said Paul John on the line. Paul, Paul John. John on the line. And we got Gerald Smith and Jermaine. J- Gerald Smith, new fan. Nice. Jermaine, what's up, baby? And we got oh, two KK Siites on the line. Okay, hey. I'm not very. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, I'm not really. You know, I'm really not fuck with with the org for real, for real. But you know, I fuck with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we also got Brima. Brima. Prima, good morning. Where were y'all yesterday? Because yesterday <laughs> was crazy. It was. It was crazy yesterday. I'm trying to think. Um, did we get through all the intro stuff already? I said all the intros. All the cool, I said all the, the things. Yeah, I was we say. said. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Oh, oh, oh. Actually, before we move on, I, although, man, I am tired of marketing the Wake and Bake Fest. There is one more thing that the people should be interested. A lot of people jumped on my phone yesterday and said, hey, BMO, sorry I couldn't make it, but do you have any merch? Mm. Of course I got merch. Mm-hmm. Later, I'll show them the shirt. It should just be Wake and Bake Fest. Okay. Right now, and I mean and I mean only right now, to the people who I'm going to do this again at the end of the show, but right now, if you go to bmoauthentic.com backslash Wake Bake Fest, you will see there's a pre-order for the T-shirt. The T-shirt up right now? Mm-hmm. Nice pre-order for this wonderful T-shirt as designed by Lydia Corbett. Oh, hey, Lil. Hey. Um, as of right now, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, I'll get you that shirt for $30. I'm selling it for $40, but if you're on Wake and Bake with BMO right now, I'm going to do it straight up QVC style. You go to the website, it's going to tell you to send an email to me. Tell them I was online. I'm going to get you a shirt for $30. I'm selling it for $40. i am giving it to you for $30. Now, the thing about this T-shirt is, this ain't no Hanes. No. Okay? This ain't no motherfucking Gildan. Okay? This is a heavyweight white T-shirt, tight white net. I mean, it's high-quality T-shirt because we're high-quality people. All right? Go on to BeMoreAuthentic.com backslash Wake Bake Fest or the same way that you bought your tickets. Get you a shirt to all my VIPs. I got yours in the mail. It's on the way. Now, let's get to the show. And as always, sorry, before we get to the show, I lied. Before we get to the show, you can always join us um, uh, as Awaken Bake and BMO Patreonite, okay? Or you can put something, something on the show. Go to bmoauthentic.com backslash the rent. The lady of the house is putting up the lower third right now to how you can participate and donate to the show. The show does cost us about $217 to make per episode. So anything that you can put on to help us keeping this black ass mission go forward, we appreciate you. All right. I know some of y'all got paid six days ago and wondering what am I do with this residual money? Fuck your savings account. Put it into me. Okay. No. Okay. Because the savings account is losing you money. I'm gonna make you money somehow. I don't know how, but I'm gonna do it. All right. Is it time to get to the show now? <laughs> I feel like I've had so many announcements. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the show. We have three things we want to talk to you about this morning. It is Thursday, so you know what that means. It's time for the Paul Robeson. Negro of the Week Award, in which I think this week's Negro of the Week Award is actually a pretty interesting space. I don't know if people are expecting who I have for this week's Paul Robinson Negro of the Week. I want to do a recap of yesterday's Wake and Bake Fest for those of you who have missed it. I got to give out some thank yous. I just want to take some time to 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 bask in our success, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then lastly, if we ever get to it, which it sounds like it's a 
ever-rotating subject. I did take a walk down U Street that I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about it. What you want to talk about first? Wait, what's the first thing? You want to do the recap or you want to do the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award winner? You know what? Let's go with U Street. Let's go with you. <laughs> you were trying to talk about this. Sweetheart said, uh, I want you to tell your story. <laughs> you going to tell your story. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Um, now I feel like I've, 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 I've talked about it so much. It might be too hyped up. <laughs> <laughs> it might be too hyped up, but here's the interesting thing. So producing the funk parade this year, as I usually do, trying to give back into the community, um, producing the funk parade, which is a really fun, it was really fun activity. The funk parade does look a little different this year. There's no actual parade. There's no night fest. The night festival is usually my opportunity to intersect a major festival like this with the, the DMV based artists so that we can get the respect that we need in the local music scene. Mm-hmm. So there is no um, there is no uh, night music fest this year. So this year I have been charged with actually activating uh, one of the main stages for the funk parade, which is the Lee Flower Shop joint, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and such as part of the grant requirements. I don't know if y'all seen like the 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 noise policy that's been happening in D.C. It's a silent moment of gentrification that our man Malik the Dope Drummer has been fighting against, literally with his hands. Um, because of that, some laws have been placed. Uh, into action one of those laws says that in order for us to actually operate this uh, festival in the middle of the city we have to have a certain amount of signatures from the residents and businesses in the city mm-hmm. which I'm not you know what I'm saying I'm I'm, I'm not going to frown on um, it's an interesting output but you know gentrification is a motherfucker so as part of my responsibility as producer guess what I had to do I had to walk down the U Street corridor door by door and I literally mean door by door mm-hmm knocking and and ringing doors explaining what the funk parade is and asking people to sign this piece of paper saying that it's okay that we have it okay um i don't know if any of the wake and bake will be more nice or even you lady of the house have ever done canvassing door-to-door canvassing or door-to-door selling have you done door-to-door situations actually for muriel bowser wow right (laughs) um I had never done door to door, right? And actually, I, I I prefer not to do canvassing because people look at my black ass and they see intimidation. Mm-hmm. Which, 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 which you ever noticed if your black ass is walking down the street where they got the canvassers people, where they got the people with the human rights or the people with with uh with the pet rights or whatever, they got the clipboards and want to ask you questions. Yeah. They don't never ask me shit. Oh, really? <laughs> they can see me and ask the person behind them. Well, I'm damn. like, damn. <laughs> maybe you wanted to. Damn. Maybe I want to ignore you in your face. Right. <laughs> And I'm also a big softy when it comes to fucking nonprofits and giving up giving up money. You could get some money from me, but no, they pursuing the black man ain't got no money, which I don't. But goddamn. Anyway, I did some canvassing door to door, and I, I learned some in the U Street corridor, right? Mm-hmm. So historically in D.C., the U Street corridor uh, was one of the blackest parts of the town when it, when D.C. was seventy percent black. Funny enough, from 2020 to 2022, I think this is a stat, don't quote me, for 2020 to 2022, the black population went from 59% to 41% in Washington, D.C., and the mayor doesn't think there's a problem. The mayor is actually putting up, the mayor started a housing program from the mayor's office, a housing program from the mayor's office, in which she allocated $10 million, $10 million for fair housing from the D.C. government, $10 million. And I told, which I told my man's Felix in his DMs when I saw the stat, I said, what's that, like five houses in D.C.? Right. So she's going to give out five houses and think that's going to somehow rectify the fact that under her mayoralship, the black population has dropped from like 63% to 41%. 
I don't understand how the mayor doesn't see that as targeted, um, targeted discrimination. Right. How is it that a city not 20 years ago was 70% black, but now the city itself is 41% black, but we are also, I also saw a stat that DC has the highest rent for a one bedroom apartment, averaging at like $1,700. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you get a population whose net worth on average is 1.9K, 1.9K. Right. Your net worth is 1.9K, and yet your rent for your two-bedroom apartment is bigger than your actual net worth. That's how you lose a city, and I don't see how the, I don't see how the mayor doesn't see that. Anyway, I'm walking through U Street, walking through U Street, knocking door to door, and I'm not surprised at who's answering the door. It's all white people. I mean, all white people. That's wild. And I stopped by, in the U Street corridor, I stopped by four black-owned businesses, two dispensaries, or two I-71 shops. Um, you know what? Maybe just three, because I don't even know if the Harlot slash whatever Bohemian Caverns is is black-owned. I, I, I actually highly doubt it. And then the third thing was the Black Taylor that's right next to Uzanaz. I guess Uzanaz is a black organization, too, so there's four right there. Right, so we got two dispensaries. One of them we got some weed from the uh, the green room. We definitely gonna hit y'all up for some sponsorships because we need to keep this thing. We need to keep this thing black and keep it going. Um, the other dispensary which I didn't get opportunity to purchase from, Ooze and Oz, and then this Black Taylor. So I'm knocking door to door trying to get signatures from these folks. Now these white folks, come on, they don't got no smoke for your face. Yeah, I love the community. Mm-hmm. Let me sign up. When can I bring my mom? Right. Right. They won't give you the smoke in person, but they'll give you the smoke um, to your senator, right? Right. So I'm going door to door, door to door, and just as I'm like getting discouraged, I'm because I'm I'm getting discouraged because I'm walking by what is noticeably the biggest house in the U Street corridor, mm-hmm. right? It's on. I'm not gonna tell you where it is. Beautiful house, big red door. Mm-hmm. It's got an archway, several floors, wonderfully manicured yard. Uh, got little like yard sculptures in the situation. Like this, it, it's a beautiful. Beautiful home. I had walked by a couple good-looking homes, but when I came to this house, it was a beautiful home. Mm-hmm. So I'm opening the gate. I'm walking up to the door, experiencing my social anxiety as I am. But you know, charisma is my um, is my uh, coping mechanism for the anxiety of uh, meeting new people. I'm knocking on a door, and I'm expecting a white man. I'm expecting a white woman, or I'm expecting, as I've seen in many other houses, the Latina um, or Latino uh, housekeeper that's yeah. going to answer the door, right? Um, knocked on the door. Black man came to the door. Well. And not only was it the black man, it was the same black man who put a signature on for the black-owned tailor shop. The black-owned tailor still lives around the corner from his business. Wow. In a beautiful, manicured home. Mm-hmm. I wanted so badly, which I might go knock on this door another day, I wanted so badly to be like, how did you do this? Mm-hmm. How did you do that? You are the nicest. I mean, I'm not saying that because I found out you black. I walked up to this beautiful red door and you at the nicest house on the block? Still? Yeah. How? <laughs> so then I continued my walk, saw more white people. But as I was seeing white people, it, I guess it gave me a sense of respite. A sense of, although the population has dropped from 71% to 41% over the last 40 years, it gave me a sense of pride knowing that the the biggest man on the block, the richest house on the block, the nigga, the nigga on the block that's still that nigga is the nigga who got the long-term contract at the Taylor service right around the corner. Mm-hmm. 
we bastards out here, okay? <laughs> we bastards. That's all. That's that's my whole walk. That's the whole conversation. That's uh-huh. it. Was it anticlimactic? No. It was good. It was a good yeah, story. I haven't good. told the story in a long time. We got any comments from the people? You got any? Uh, yeah. Um, what comes from the people? Um, Jess says she has canvassed. It's different. Um, That's just too creative? Yeah. Hey, what up, Jess? I'm so sorry you couldn't make it yesterday. I know. So sorry when you she couldn't make it. it. Yeah, you, <laughs> Jess, you would have loved that shit, bro. We're going to talk about her in a second, but man, you would have loved that shit. Um... Boom says, charisma is your superpower, bro. And then he said, yes, he does. I get all my suits tailored there. He has several businesses, takes care of his whole family. Yep. Yep. Well, you, I don't know if people remember when I was trying to get those custom pants. Mm-hmm. Remember those pants? Mm-hmm. And I would get them making by the, the kids at the nonprofit. Yeah. The dude who gave me the most reasonable price was the dude at the tailor shop, but it was still more money than I actually had at the time. Okay, it was $100, mm-hmm. but I only had like seven. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll give it to the kids. Oh, and then. Jermaine said an untraditional BMO IRA when you were talking about uh, giving the money to you instead of putting in your savings account. Yeah, yeah, a BMO IRA. Yeah. We'll figure it out. It'll rotate. <laughs> it's funny that the sponsors, some of the sponsors gave me cash and I turn around and use that cash to buy their products. Because, <laughs> like, you know, I, I need some money, but, like, I was like, yeah, your shit is dope. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> this, shit, this motherfucking bastard shirt by Chris Carter is dope. And I don't even fuck with the, the former skins, but this shit is crazy. Yeah. Fuck them. Oh, and uh, we got Yash, too. Yash, what's up, what's up? man? 80 Shot says, man, I'm mad I couldn't make it. D. Ross says, please tell me more about the custom pants. D. Ross? Mm-hmm. That's in a story. If you look into uh, one of my stories, I forget when it's in one of my highlights, you'll see the whole story about how I was hosting the whammies. You know, I just remembered I got an attitude. <laughs> with the whammies or with... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep that to myself right now, but okay. I just remembered I got an attitude. Okay. Why well, ain't host the whammies yet? Move on to the next subject. Move on <laughs> to the next subject. Hold on. That's okay. That's okay. Do y'all see the wonderful pillow we got? Uh-huh. All right. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on the U Street Walk, though? Uh, Luke, wish you was with me, so you could be like, oh... <laughs> oh shit it is surprising that there is still you know a black man a, on the block yeah a black homeowner on U Street hey boom I got a movie for us the last black man on U Street we do it like a, Damn. the last black man in San Francisco right we just do the same thing mm-hmm. I'm starting to think that my artistic style is duplication that's, that's, a, that's another conversation because isn't that what's popular now but I feel like they duplicating the wrong thing what do you mean the wrong thing? <laughs> right. So like, I don't know how many times I've heard "Touch Me, Tease Me" in a different song now. Yeah. Right. But they doing it real cheap. They not doing "Touch Me, Tease Me." They just taking the baseline. Cause they're uncreative. What I'm saying is we do creative duplication over here. Okay. okay? So we took the Folgers commercial and we made it our own. Yeah. We got another commercial we're gonna do. We're gonna make it our <laughs> own. Right. Right, yeah. right, right. One of my best movie ideas is this movie by Woody Allen. It's called Midnight in Paris, mm-hmm. in which uh, it's this white dude who's a writer, is having writer's block. Somehow at midnight, he gets transformed to 1920s Paris, mm-hmm. which includes the Fitzgeralds, um, Salvador Dali, Picasso, Gertrude Stein, like all these people that I shouldn't really know. Uh, I should know more black artists than I know these motherfuckers. That's crazy. But the part of that is 
part of that is because this movie kind of reinforced that language. Now, I always had the thought, like, what if that same concept happened to a black writer in Harlem and call it Midnight in Harlem? And the ghost, instead of being fucking Faulkner and Fitzgerald, is fucking Zora Neale Hurston and, and Langston Hughes. I always thought that'd be a dope-ass concept for a movie, but that's just creative duplication. I don't care. I'm actually settled. I'm actually kind of fine with being the king of the remix, okay? <laughs> okay? I, like Diddy, don't have an original bone in my body, but I can innovate the shit out of something. <laughs> what? Come on. Uh... Yeah, don't reinvent the wheel if you don't have to. Yeah, man, we grease that thing. Yeah. That's one of, one of my favorite managers, supervisors, Michael Berry. <laughs> you just say, we don't got to reinvent the wheel. We just grease that thing. Yeah. You're right. We going to grease it. Oh, we got some comments. Oh, come on with the comments. Come on with the comments. Okay, let's see. Because next we're going to talk about, uh, I feel like we should either talk about, oh, well, next we got a music break. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to talk about the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. <laughs> Boom says that would be dope as fuck. Um... Jermaine said, creativity is stealing without getting caught. Ger uh, Gerald Smith says, I've worked on a project once with my students where we looked at the systemic design of gentrification. The kids were shocked at how oppressive it is. Good to know our people are still anchored in the mm -hmm. community, though. Yeah. Gentrification is a motherfucker, man. And it's and the thing, and you know what's crazy? What's crazy about this example of the black tailor is that gentrification, we often think about it as just a displacement of black bodies and black people from their homes, but it's also the displacement of black good services and businesses, right? right? So like, oh, we actually talk about it. So the corner store that's by the small wooden box mm -hmm. where the um, where the Wake and Bake Fest happened, if you had went there seven months ago, it looked like a traditional bodega corner store. Uh, cheap snacks, um, hella rellos and papers behind the desk, very little like creativity and artistry as it comes into the situation. But as we know, when neighborhoods and the demographics get displaced, white people have a different demographic. They are expecting a different type of service, right? Mm -hmm. So we walked in, I walked into the corner store yesterday. It's a completely different place. You could convince me that it was a fucking wine cellar in there that just so happened to sell papers, rellos, and lighters. Yeah. Right, completely demographic. So when we think about gentrification, we often think about the displacement of bodies, but it's also the displacement of black services. I want you to think about where we ate last night, Horace and Dickies. Horace and Dickies serves a population who needs to have a lot of cheap food quickly. Mm -hmm. Hence on 8th Street, Horace and Dickie could sell fried fish, have lines at the door every day of the week. But the moment the neighborhood starts to transition away from the black demographic, people who want fast, cheap, food in abundance you get the whole foods are coming in you get the motherfucking quinoa place you got the healthy bowl place you got all your fucking shakes and all your coffee shops before you know it the demographic that's being served is no longer that of the horse and dickies hence a horse and dickies clothes so it's a beautiful thing to see that on u street this black tailor has not been displaced as a business and that has, has not been displaced as a resident it's a direct correlation you could do a case study on gentrification based on him specifically Right. And I'm wondering how much money he's making. I'd guess he's in the black 1%. I just have to guess. Gotta be. Gotta be. And he didn't move to PG. I mean, that's some powerful shit right there. Mm -hmm. That's some powerful shit. But according to Geronimo, PG is a scam. <laughs> Let's get to the music break. I want to actually, I have, a, I have a song that's in my head. I still got technical in my head. We need to do a music video for Purple Sage because that shit is crazy. Yeah. I just want to play your favorite song, Burn Purple Sage, Watch Dragon Ball with you. I'm not going to ruin your song right now, Yash. <laughs> I just want to hold you, keep you warm. 
I was singing with you yesterday. I don't know if you heard though. <laughs> it's my jam. Um, yeah, let's play the let's play the Technicolor video, and we'll be right back with more. Wake it, make we it be mo. Yeah, roll this blunt too. Chart, boom. Yeah, send that chart this way, boom. Send that chart. Are back with more. Hawaiian bake we it be mo yeah. It's time to spark that blunt. Today's blunt is being sponsored by, gifted by the good folks over at Street Lawyer Services. Okay, we want to thank y'all for y'all, uh, y'all support and y'all appreciation one thing they did for they were able to provide 20 pre-rolls for the wake and bake fest yesterday but what i find to be most important mm -hmm. right what i find is that uh i went to street lawyer services told them what was going to happen right mm -hmm. they had my favorite weed on the wall mm -hmm. my favorite my favorite strain of marijuana on the wall i have a pillow here that's been gifted by the good folks at penthouse exotics Mm -hmm. Okay, and then I have a gift here from the good folks, the Street Lawyer Services. Today we are smoking my favorite situation. <laughs> Make sure you go over there. It is a stank ass sativa. That shit hit hard in the chest. Uh, I'm sorry, not it's a stank ass hybrid. I think it's actually like 50 50 for real, for real. Hits you hard in the chest. I mean, cheetah plus ain't, ain't nothing to fuck around with. Okay, no. uh, my man's pulled up on me from Mango Delivery Service. Okay, that's what I think that's the name of his company. My man's pulled up on me. That's John. My man's pulled up on me from Mango Delivery Service, and he said, oh, I got this new thing called Cheetah Piss. And what did he say to us? 
He t- man, he said that shit had him like hallucinating damn near. Shit, that shit was. He said that was the the heaviest weed he had ever smoked. And right. now the lady in the house now, we smoke. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We smoke down. Like if I showed you all the rappers that we had, I put it on the Instagram one time. If I showed you all the rappers that we had, y'all niggas be like, you niggas got a problem. Mm-hmm. And maybe we do, but I don't give a fuck. We smoke. All right. And we smoke a lot of weed, and a lot of different weed, a lot of potencies of weed. But cheetah piss. Anyway, my man's brought me cheetah piss one day. It hit. And we did have small hallucinations. Not quite like shrooms, although we ain't done shrooms. Uh, we, we had, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was we, a heavy situation. We, we was out of here. We was out of here, <laughs> right? So then it just so happened the next month, I was going to Vegas with Creative Theory. We went to the Cookies exclusive dispensary at the end of the strip in Vegas. And they had a, their top chef, their top shelf selection of the month was cheetah piss. So I'm like, let me get this cheetah piss and see if my man had to. It was the same thing. <laughs> and so Street Lawyer Services had gifted us with Cheetah Piss, my favorite marijuana strain. You might want to head on down to 8th Street like right now. You might want to get in the car like right now. Because the last time I looked, there's only like maybe 10 to 12 left of these uh, in Cheetah Piss. And that was on Tuesday. Uh, it is Thursday, okay? And this shit ain't nothing to play with. I convinced the people in the store to buy Cheetah Piss just off of the story. All right? It ain't a game to play with. So we want to appreciate the people with Street Lawyer Services um, for putting that up, putting up with us. We gonna spark this blunt, give it a quick review. Uh, appreciate you for your services, and we gonna get back to the show. I seventy one shop. Don't need no license. Just go down there with your ID. Tell them BMO sent you. They're not gonna give you nothing for it, but it just make me feel good. We gotta work on that, Dave. <laughs> go down to the I seventy one shop good, and let's Bob. get it done, huh? <laughs> not good, Bob. <laughs> not great, Bob. <laughs> um. Yeah, let's give this a spark. Cheetah piss, man. Favorite strain? Uh, I don't know. Is it better than Obama runs? Now, you know what my favorite still is. Is it Tropical Paradise? Tropical Sunrise? Tropical Sunrise. Yeah, that shit was beautiful. Yeah. It was, that was Orange my, and purple. Orange and that's not be the most aesthetically beautiful strain of marijuana I've ever seen was that Tropical Sunrise. Yeah. It was a little blue in there. Right. What like, was that, how? Bomb? That was. That was from Bomb. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about, let's talk about, nah, let's, Let's do the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. It's gonna be a quick, it's gonna be a quick situation. This week's Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. I don't even want you to put his thing up. His name is James Pleasant. On Monday, I do Culture Need to Knows for Creative Theory, in which I have to explore all different things that have happened in the last seven days in blackness and prepare like an audio report to creative theory. It's just a thing that I do, part of the job, love to do it, right? Um, usually when I'm looking up these things, I go to the Black Informant, I go to the Grio, I go to BNC, I go to Dr. Carr, I go uh, check out my subscription over at um, Narrative, I see what I see what Dr. Jared Ball is talking about, I see what um, Amanda Seals is talking about, man, I have like a whole list of sources that I'm seeing to see what's going on with blackness within the week. Sometimes when I walk through the 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 hallway of black news, it's all, uh, I don't even know how to, what word to put there. It's just all black. Yeah, I mean, I guess all like, oh, first black person to do this. Oh, somebody got arrested because of this. Oh, somebody's pregnant. Oh, somebody got shot for the police. Like it's usually the same five or six stories. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And which there's nothing wrong with that because we are on a cutting edge era of blackness where we are trying to escape systems of oppression to get to new blueprints. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. New blueprints, your man is here, right? But sometimes, good Lord. So, what's up? You good? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sometimes, man, it's too black. And so um, I follow a channel called Embracing Black Culture on Instagram. They're able to keep me up with the with the popping black TikToks as I I'm gonna be on TikTok one day, but it won't be today. All right, it won't be today. So I actually, this man uh, I saw on a Drewski live, in which Drewski was almost a Paul Robeson Negro of Week. If he hadn't taken down that sketch about predatory men and drinking, you would have been you would have been a revolutionary, brother. You know what that'd have been? That'd have been checking your mates, <laughs> <laughs> check yourself, check your mates. But our Paul Robeson. <sighs> Negro of the week. James Pleasant. Hit Paul Robeson. Huh? Jason. Jason, I'm sorry. What I call him? James? Yeah. Jason Pleasant. Hit my man. Hit hit the first one. Oh, wait, that's not it. That's the time. Where is it? It might be all the way at the bottom. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. And I don't know if I did the uh the output right, so I don't know if we'll be able to hear it. Let's see. <laughs> Hold on, pause it, pause it. Yo, B2K, y'all ready to dance? Come on. Oh, no, the fuck he did it! No, the fuck he did it! What the fuck? Somebody said, is that Duke Deuce? Okay, hold up, 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 hold the fuck up, Backstreet Boy. What in the 2010 is going the fuck on right now? You should put B2K on. Mm-hmm. That's B2K for ya. Who? First off, Drewski, let's try 2002, not 2010. Right. I know Drewski was probably born in 02, but you know, <laughs> that's another thing. Drewski is young, right? I feel he. I feel he's like 26, somewhere like that. 25, yeah. 26, yeah. Yeah, let's try 2002, not 2010, right. brother. Right. So this is Jason. I'm sorry. This is James Pleasant. No, you got it, Jason. Jason? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> this is uh, Jason Pleasant. Play the second one. Um, there was an episode we did in season two that was about boys to men. 
watched the episode. I think it's, I forgot. It was a, it was a, it was a thing on Netflix that was discovering different parts of music, right? And one of the first episodes, if not the first episode, was Boys to Men. Mm-hmm. Now you and I know the Boys to Men is, I think, still holds the record, or still at least ties the record for the longest running number one hit on Billboard with on bended knee with uh, Mariah Carey, right? Mm-hmm. We also know that Boys to Men, platinum selling records, one of the most popular boy bands in human history, mm-hmm. right? Boys to Men comes from the cloth of New Edition, who I say is the greatest boy band to ever touched the earth, is New Edition, right? The mm-hmm. drama, the skill, the music, the history, the longevity. I mean, come on, New Edition. Bobby Brown himself. Anyway, that's what we're talking <laughs> about. We're talking about Boys to Men. Boys to Men, I often wondered in my black life, and now that I'm older, before I watch this episode, I wonder what, why did Boys to Men have such a quick drop off? What happened? In sync happened. Mm-hmm. Factory Boys happened. 98 Degrees happened. All the little white girls who was lined up to see Boys to Men in they in their college clothes and they in they in they motherfucking 1920s greasers outfit, they said, Oh man, there's white boys doing this now? I'm attracted to white boys. I was just coming here for the good music. I'm going to NSYNC now because Justin Timberlake, they're doing the same thing. So in season two, I made a public apology to Boys and Men. I would like to apologize because I was part of the system that led to the quick downfall of Boys to Men. What happened? The live just cut off. Why? That's weird. Um, Check the Instagram thing. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that's about, but... It's still going. Okay, maybe come back. Um... I'm gone. Yeah. Um. It's still going. Yeah, on the on the stream thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Instagram kicked me off. Wow. Did you say something offensive? I mean, we smoking. I don't know. Maybe maybe they finally caught up. Actually, that was in my thoughts this morning. My morning thoughts this morning was eventually, um, eventually if we get popular enough, like Instagram is gonna look at us and see what we're doing. And I'm wondering if we violating rules. Oh, okay. Some dude got kicked off a, off a Twitch for saying the F word, and I don't mean fuck too many times. Oh, which, wow. Watch him out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I, and actually, what's ironic, I think, I think the last, his last F word that finally got him banned was actually played through a song, a hip-hop song at that, Jay-Z. Wow. Right? <laughs> right? So while he was trying to be careful, and, I, and in the video, you can see him trying to mute it real fast, but it's too late. Damn. He's just sitting there like, um so i don't know what's going on with instagram right now so uh i appreciate all the people that's over on on youtube i don't know if we can fix that right now yeah i don't think we can without stopping the stream so i hope people have popped over to youtube or onto instagram because we have not stopped talking about it yeah Uh, stanley bank said ig just kicked y'all off yeah it did that's crazy wow (laughs) That's crazy. Okay. Uh, maybe that's a blessing too. Come on over to Instagram. Uh, come on over to YouTube. So I had to apologize to I had to apologize to boys and men in my part because when I was growing up, and I'm not gonna lie, when I lived in Missouri from the age of like nine to like fourteen, mm-hmm. um, obsessed with boys boys uh, not boys and men, obsessed with Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Obsessed with insane. Right? Um and I see when I see Jason, mm-hmm. when I see Jason dancing it reminds me of that obsession and it also reminds me of a conversation that we have in the diaspora it seems like the african in me is always accepted when we have these diasporic conversations right mm-hmm. but nobody wants to accept the american in me and mm-hmm. although i'm not proud of it i'm still affected by it socialized through it and black from it 
right? Right. So I feel like in these diaspora conversations, yeah, America is fucked up. But like, like Jason said, I can dance though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can hit these moves though. Yeah. Um, um, I still have an affinity for a, affinity for country music that I can't explain. Mm-hmm. A love for rock music that hits me like in the in the core of me. The fuck certain pop is so instrumental to how I listen to music. Like the formulation of pop is how I think music should be formulated. Verse, verse, bridge, verse. Right? That's mm-hmm. how I should I mean verse. I'm sorry. Chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, ramp. I mean, um, um, what's the thing called? Vamp. Vamp. Close. That's how it should go. That's all the boy, that's how all the Backstreet Boy songs went. That's how music should go, right? No, BMO. Listen to Prince. All right, I'm gonna listen to Prince. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um So when I see my man Jason, I'm not gonna lie, that brought me so much joy. I had so much joy watching this young man perfect dance moves that when I was 12, 13, watching these people, I thought it was impossible. And I guess I had never updated my hypothesis on how to actually execute these dance moves. I had never refreshed the page mm-hmm. of my intelligence to apply it to such. But I see this young man dancing hard as shit, by the way. Right. Reminding us that these five gentlemen on stage are examples of mediocrity that have been put highlights on so that white people can remain in the system of superiority, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay? That's why we apologize to boys and men. We apologize to boys and men because we knew NSYNC wasn't as good. We knew Backstreet Boys wasn't... No, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. We knew Backstreet Boys weren't as good as boys and men. Right. We knew they didn't have their talent. We knew they couldn't sing like Wanye. Right. <laughs> we know this. They got on shit on Sean. What? Come on now. We belong together. Right. What? Uh, what? They don't got shit on the boys, and they know it. This young man reminds me that the excellence of blackness, even as he is an amateur, still outweighs what they were trying their best to do and landing on mid. I saw an article today about um, an article the other day about it was a critique of. Bel Air, which I haven't watched yet. But when I saw this critique, it makes me want to watch it more. It's a critique on Bel Air, and the author of the article in The Atlantic was saying that black Americans are having black excellence fatigue. Interesting. And while I agree with the concept of black excellence fatigue, which is which 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 she defined as something else, so I'm going to take it as a different as a different situation. I'm going to call black excellence fatigue um the the exhaustion from the perspective or the exhaustion from feeling like as a black person you have to be excellence as the excellent as the entryway to respect i understand that fatigue i too am fatigued by that right right but we off that shit that's the old blueprint Mm -hmm. that's the old blueprint is that you felt like you had to be excellent at all times in order to be entered into the conversation of respect you don't right you don't. So I understand the fatigue. But at the same time, at the same time, get it right, nigga. <laughs> and not for these white folks, not to be respected because you stand on the shoulders of greatness. Right. And although the tradition is of old blueprints, it's still the tradition. Uh-oh. <coughs> I think I just fucked me up right there. <laughs> although the tradition is of the old blueprints, it's still the tradition. So when Zora Neale Hurston said, my book's got to be perfect for it to be published, yeah, of course, we look at that now like, girl, you didn't have to be public to be re- 
a perfect to be respected, but she was perfect. Mm-hmm. And she is respected. So you need to write like Zora. I'm not even gonna take I'm not even gonna take it back to 1920. Let's take it to 2020. When Donald Glover put on Atlanta and he shows you black excellence, his mm-hmm. his inciting moment for creating excellence might have been just survival. But as we are transitioning into a life of thriving instead of surviving, you still stand on the shoulders of greatness. Right. You have a tradition of greatness. Fuck the trauma response. We must, if not us, if not us, then who? Still us. Still us. Can't believe Instagram took us off. I know why they took us off. They get real in this motherfucker. It's a whole lot of real in this motherfucker. I don't like Coilerado. <laughs> I don't know. I like Sweetie. I like of the two industry plants. I like Sweetie better. <laughs> I don't know. Coilerado just seemed like Coilerado seems like nepotism. <laughs> and she's somebody's daughter. She is. She um. Oh, his name on the tip of my tongue. But he like a major like hip hop dude. He okay. a major hip hop dude. Um. Uh. She just feel like plant. She just feel like plant through nepotism. <laughs> and although you know, I'm you know, we reward generational. Let me t- let me let me take back some of that vitriol because some of that felt like vitriol Benzino. towards Benzino. That's what it is. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let me take back some of that vitriol because we can't be of new blueprints and also frowning down on people who have generational wealth. And Benzino has created wealth not only financial, but also culturally. So if he wanted to throw his daughter into his cultural wealth, if anything, that's the dream. Right. Right? We would hope that we'd, we'd like her a little better, <laughs> but hip-hop can be paid for. I saw I saw a T-Pain reel early this morning in my thinking time. Uh, T-Pain said it only take you $200,000 to go off. If you already got a name, if you got a single, you spend at least $200,000 to go off, and you're going to go off. You're going to get the radio plays, you don't get that preferential treatment on on Apple Music and on title well not title anymore. Apple Music and on Spotify. You gonna trend on motherfucking uh, TikTok. Like you gonna have these situations. It's gonna be somebody influencer gonna talk about your music. You gonna go off. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just quality. I just want to it, it, even to Coyle Ray. She does not have to be excellent to be entered into the room of respect. So I respect you, Coyle Ray. My bad. I just don't like you. <sighs> That's all. Uh, 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 that's all. And I feel like me not liking you is of artistic expression. And that's purely it. But I respect you as an artist. I respect you as a descendant from generational wealth. And I apologize to you for throwing vitriol in your name just now. What was we talking about? My man, Jason. Yeah. My man, Jason. And I know this seems very deep for a man who's just dancing. But when I see the side to side, I play the thing back with with uh, uh, with uh, insane. The one we just played. Yeah. And turn them down, but keep the mic on. I'm playing. Mm-hmm. When I see this situation right here, when I see Jason dancing directly next to these people, I see a reminder of my past. I see a black man outdoing white men's best and still as an amateur. And I see beauty. The Paul Robeson Negro of the week goes to this young man 
because I feel like not only is he trending uh, on social media and trending in a way, but this is also what he's doing is dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous. It's breaking your mind of the impossibilities that were, I'm sorry, it's breaking your mind of a perspective of impossibility of white achievement. Mm-hmm. You can do better than that. Right. You can do and you can do better. That's right. crazy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> Thank you. And now I would like to play the third part of Jason's situation. He's already got the award, mm-hmm. right? I had already seen everything. And then the third thing blew my mind. You're going to have to change the... Uh, the setting? Yeah. Okay. Oh, let me guys tell you just one more thing. The third me thing trending on Twitter just goes to mind. show that autistic people can be just as talented as any other person in the world. So, whether you're autistic or not, you can be special as well. So go ahead, do what you love, and chase after your dream. And someday, maybe you'll get, ce- maybe you'll get discovered as, cele- as a celebrity. Just do what you love to do. Oh, let me guys tell you just one more thing. Me trending on Twitter just goes to show that autistic people can be just as talented as any other person in the world. Don't switch it. So, whether you're autistic or not, you can be special as well. So go ahead, do what you love, and chase after your dream, and someday, maybe you'll get maybe you'll get discovered as as a celebrity. Just do what you love to do, and always be proud of being who you are. Heck, I'm 27 years old, and I like JoJo Siwa, Barney and Friends, My Little Pony, any of that stuff any of that stuff, but that does not make me homophobic, so don't get it twisted. Anyways, I'm proud of being who we are, and you should too. And is autistic. Yeah. My godson is autistic. Mm-hmm. I've seen him do amazing things. Mm-hmm. The kid's going to be all right. The kid's going to be all right. And the way that the embracing black culture um, uh, post was set up is that this was like the second to last post. Um, So you had watched him dance, talk to Drewski, do his routines outside, and then you find out he's autistic. And um, I don't know if you, I don't even know if you know this, but my first, the first, first teaching job that I got that I got fired from special needs teacher yeah, I didn't know that. huh i didn't know that yeah special <clears throat> needs teacher has always been a very warm heart very warm place in my heart um for the special needs community always has been and always will be beautiful people beautiful people whose brains operate differently mm-hmm. it is the most human of humanness <clears throat> I see my man is on the is on the spectrum. And then I had to look up Jojo Siwa. This little motherfucker dancing. Good lord. Yeah. Did, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. And I don't mean no TikTok dancing. Right. This little girl is dancing. Right. This little girl, I have I have a new respect for Jojo Siwa. Mm-hmm. That is not white mediocrity right there. Right. No, that girl that girl she is actually, on it. Yeah. That girl is on it. Oh, but I think she was on you know one of those like dance shows with the the kids on yeah. like Lifetime or whatever. Yeah, I think it was like Dance Moms or I don't know. I think she she was on that. Yeah, really. Yeah. No, this little white girl. Interesting story about JoJo Siwa. So she knows she just recently came out. Mm-hmm. She cut her hair. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, she cut her hair. hair. She got her, she got a little first little lesbian cut. 
Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> it's cute. It like yep. <laughs> yep. 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 The lady in the house described it. So y'all describing it too. No shade. But right. we know y'all. Okay. We know the quinceanera cut. Okay. We know y'all. We know what happens when black girls get braised. We know where y'all going. Okay. We know what it is. <laughs> it's just hair discrimination, not uh, a sexual orientation discrimination. Okay. Um, and she didn't get invited to the Kids' Choice Awards. That's wild. Because that's their, their princess, you know? Like... That's what I thought. Right. I thought when we were watching that one little video and it was like generational people, I could have swore I saw JoJo Siwa up there. I think so, yeah. Nickelodeon. <laughs> I think we're going to have to call you to the stage. And All right? Already, y'all already, you know, the shit with uh, Dan Snyder. Right. Ooh. Right. All right, Nickelodeon. It took you a long time to find old Danny boy. Right. Okay. The only reason I feel like Disney is getting caught up in this don't get, don't say gay situation is because they based in Florida, mm-hmm. and that's where the shit is happening. Right. Where Nickelodeon at? It ain't in Universal Studios no more. Where Nickelodeon punk ass at? Where y'all at? Huh? Say gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. Cartoon Network is on it though. Cartoon oh, Network. Yeah. I don't know if y'all have seen these. Had to do some research. Uh, I had to do do some research, and I found uh, some recent ads uh, from Cartoon Network with Cartoon Network characters mm-hmm. that talk about. Uh, one of them was as bold as like we're being taught the wrong thing in school. Like that was the cartoon. Oh wow! We might have to pull that up on Tuesday. Like it was the cartoon character was telling talking to the students. Like, have you ever considered that what we're teaching you is actually not? The entirety of what's happening yeah and i'm like oh shit <laughs> there's another one that was about like um about a white man uh f- figuring out what he could do like what he is there was another one with all the black characters were saying hey y'all know we're not black right <laughs> like wow. we are not the black experience we are like curated animated cartoons mm-hmm. to fit into this area wow like this is cartoon network and these are like i've this is 14. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Right? <laughs> yeah, we might have to pull that up on Tuesday. All right, yeah. what time is it? All right. I can't believe Yeah, yesterday was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Let me tell you something. And I said this, I said this, I think a week before the event, and I'll say it again right now. How many people on Instagram right now? Four. How many people on YouTube right now? Four. When I screw up and look at my story views, sometimes I see like 50, 55 people watch the whole story in 24 hours. Yeah. The majority of our marketing for this event happened through this podcast, mm-hmm. happened through the the Washington Informer Bridge, and happened through Instagram. Mm-hmm. And these are the numbers that they gave us. Yesterday was probably the most profitable day mm-hmm. that I've had in event um, production. Wow. And that includes the Cherry Bomb Festival. The Cherry Cherry Bomb? Not Cherry Bomb. Flower Bomb Festival. Flower Bomb. The Flower Bomb <laughs> Festival. That includes the Funk Parade. Mm-hmm. That includes Urbane. Yeah. The Speakeasy Situation. Show and Tell One. Mm-hmm. That punk ass uh, Halloween party nobody came to. Damn. These tapes. Yesterday was pretty damn good. It was. Um, started off wow. with the, huh? I just said, wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and it, the crazy thing, the most crazy thing about it is that it happened. Right. 
And the second craziest thing is that Naima was there. Right. <laughs> Naima from New Orleans. Right. Was at the Wake and Bake Fest. Posted up chilling. Mm-hmm. It's the same Naima I know. Quietly powerful. <laughs> <laughs> quietly powerful. Same woman I know. By the way, if you uh if you did get tickets to the Wake and Bake Fest and you plan on seeing me soon, I do got your pre-roll for you. Yeah, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do got your pre-roll for you. I got the pre-rolls for the people um, I'm gonna see in the office today. Uh, but yesterday was just a pretty transformative day. I can't wait to show some of y'all the pictures and some of the, the outcomes. Some of the things that you probably won't see pictures of, like in a permanent sense, will be the yoga. Mm-hmm. Niggas really showed up. Right. At seven in the morning. Yeah. Six people showed with up at seven mats. with their mats. Oh, there were people upstairs too. And athletic gear. Yeah. Really and focused. And apparently, apparently, Sinea, uh put their ass through it. <laughs> I saw sweat on the brow. I saw the sweat on the brow. I heard the whoo. <laughs> My favorite moment was when. One of the girls picked her blunt up and started yeah. started smoking. Yep. Like, yeah. During the not my stay moment, she picked the blunt up, started smoking. You got a picture there, right? Yeah, I got a little video. <laughs> what a moment. What a moment. Right. Then after that, we had the show. Y'all saw some of the show. But honestly, I don't think we were prepared enough to do a full live situation. Mm-hmm. Because like, the because, okay, couple comments from the live situation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, People were imitating how I say sweetheart. They were? Yeah. When? Yeah, a couple of times. Now, you didn't hear it? <laughs> no. A couple of times. A couple of times. He was like, sweetheart! <laughs> uh, people were imitating that. Um, um, I got to see the faces of the people <laughs> while I'm talking. So as we're having a discussion about the new blueprint of politics and how black independent structures are way more powerful than electoral politics, I'm looking mm-hmm. out into the crowd and they're looking at me like, like just, it's like a, it's a, it's a, at first I thought it was bored. But then when I realized they were listening, it was like an intense, like uh revelation face. They were yeah. just all like, Oh, okay. No, <laughs> this nigga really be talking about it for real. Right. They look kind of, I don't know. I don't want to sound too arrogant about it, but I guess they look kind of in awe that it was just us. Like, it's just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's just to, as amazed as I was that they saw me. Yeah. I'm as amazed to see them. Right. Because there's, there's nobody right there right now. Right. It's just me and you. Right. It's a completely <laughs> different environment. <laughs> Nah, but we are going to, we're definitely going to have to have more live situations because that was fun as hell. It was fun. So after us, so the show started off as a show, but then it turned into a communal conversation about adulthood. Mm -hmm. I really wish like niggas was picking up the mic and we was talking, but we had a very great conversation about what is adult Mm -hmm. and how is it attached to being a laborer and being being of skilled. And then my man from Elevated Lounge, mm-hmm. like my man, what's his name? Is his name Javi? Aaron? No, I'm talking about the white dude from Snowfall. Avi? Avi. Yeah. Um, like my man Avi would do, come in with the Jewish perspective of the situation and actually made a very good point. But mm-hmm. I can tell in his energy, because you know I'm in tune, I can tell in his energy he was like comfortable but nervous. That yeah. he didn't want to say the wrong thing, but he had something important to say. And he didn't also want to be the preachy white guy in a room full of black people. So as black folks, we responded 
moderately, which I respected. <laughs> nobody was like, wow. And also nobody was like, boo. Niggas was just like, hmm, interesting point. Thank you, white guy. Yeah. Dude had a good point though. Right. Give him his just due. Dude had a good point. After that, my man, we had a very diverse day. Yeah. Wow. After that, my man, uh, Miguel mm-hmm. from Bomb came through. And right, so he said he was gonna do a stoner. He said he was gonna do a rolling class, right? Yeah. And as niggas are, um, he said he's gonna do a rolling class. The immediate response of niggas was, this nigga can't teach me how to roll. Right. Fuck this nigga. He can't teach me how to roll. This nigga's give out his first, like his first master tip. I don't wanna give it away because he probably might do a class somewhere else. Give out his first master tip. I see two people start paying attention. Mm-hmm. I see two people like, Huh. <laughs> interesting. Gives out his second tip, right? See two more people. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Third tip was a controversial one. And so everybody was like, oh no. I was like, just try it, just try it, just try it, just try it. Mm-hmm. Half the room interested. I go upstairs to chop, you know, chop the shit with the vendors, whatever. Yeah. I come downstairs at the end of the fourth tip, in which the fourth tip was how to light the J. Everybody downstairs was paying attention. Yeah, we were all sitting <laughs> watching. Every, right. Everybody yeah. downstairs was paying attention. It was a very beautiful moment uh, of adult education. Am I, am I still an educator? Yes. What? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful moment of an adult education where people were actually learning situations. Nigga did yoga. That was your recess in the morning. Okay. <laughs> Your first class was with BMO, right. <laughs> General Blackness. <laughs> Your second class uh, was, with, was with Miguel, which is uh, rolling. Mm-hmm. Recess was the rolling competition. Mm-hmm. At the rolling competition, man, that that thing was cool, man. Yeah. We gave out $225 uh, a can of cigar Ooh. from um, Elevated. Elevated. Uh, Victoria won that. Mm-hmm. Wake and Make with BMO Night. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. She was the opera singer on the on the the best part of waking up challenge. Okay, it was dope. Um, my man. Then we also had to have a tobacco challenge, which I'll save y'all for the people on today. I'll save you the lecture to Tuesday, but we gotta free ourselves from the tobacco. <laughs> Good lord. Okay. Um, winners came in. A bomb gave up a, a quarter of some high quality grass uh, to the situation. We had the donations from Steel. And then we had another cool moment in a rolling contest. I had never seen this before. Uh, somebody, the penthouse exotic fellas rolled up a whole zip mm-hmm. in a blunt. And right. we smoked it. <laughs> and we it was a two-hand joint, like a like a burrito. Mm-hmm. It was bigger than a burrito. It was like three papers, but like wrapped the other way. Yeah. Uh three papers wrapped the other way. Right. Uh it was really cool. Um, there'll definitely be some pictures. I put some pictures on the, on a quick recap that I did yesterday. That was really dope. And then we ended with a performance from Yaj. Right. It was, and that was perfect. Right. <laughs> it was the perfect performance for a perfect day of programming. I never felt too stressed. Right. I was actually high as hell. There were the moments I was time. trying to talk on the mic, and it was just like. <laughs> You were Ooh. like, what am I talking about? What, what am did I, I just said? What did I ju- I'm talking and I forgot what I just said. What are we talking about? What are we <laughs> you, doing right now? You were giving out the prizes like. Man, I was having a hard time about. trying to figure out who won. <laughs> Wait, did I announce second place yet? Yes. yes. Did I announce first place yet? No. no. Okay, here we go. First place. Wait, did I say second place yet? Yes. yes. Okay, first place. <laughs> 
Whoo, what a day. Um, I say all that say that I appreciate all of the sponsors that came through. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll definitely be getting some individualized content from the Wake and Bake with BMO show. We're definitely going to run some content for you. Um, the only concern I might have is that maybe sponsors don't feel like they didn't get the immediate capital response that they were looking for, but I mm-hmm. hope that they felt culturally connected to a different demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, what my man, what was his name? Aaron. The white dude? Yeah. What my man Aaron was saying before we even got started was Elevated created a, his intention for creating a space was for women. Because mm-hmm. he was like, I couldn't imagine like my daughter or being a woman having to get in a strange dude's car, going to a strange place by yourself. And it's usually like a male dominated field. So they wanted to create a space where somebody could be gifted something in a comfortable situation. Right. And I was like, yeah, you're talking about black women. <laughs> right. You talking about black women? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure there's white women coming, but in my world, you talking about like talking about black women, right? Like niggas got a weed man, but you got a like your weed man. And I talked to the lady in the house. We know that nigga. Right. <laughs> like we know that nigga. Right. Um. And it's good and good good people with that niggas yeah, coming to people. the wedding. That's like right. that's our man. Right. That's our man. Right. <laughs> right. So I can only imagine if we like in a new place or you like coming to school. And you still trying to find like some quality bud, but you can't find out where. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, good dude. So I have to say all the sponsors I feel like are aligned with the BMO vision for real, for real. What's mm-hmm. up? We got Sev. Sev! <laughs> <laughs> we was talking about you. She says the festival was beautiful. And elevated got my business. Me and my baby daddy scheduling our tour today. <laughs> hey. Her baby, right. yeah. Yo, happy birthday to my man, too. Oh, yeah, happy birthday. 30. That's so cool, though. The tours yeah. elevated. The, you want to talk about that? No. Yeah, yeah. No, I let no. them handle okay. the tours, yeah, man. Yeah, I let okay, them okay, handle yeah, the okay. tours, man. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just so appreciative. Like, I'm so grateful for everything that happened. Um, niggas getting paid, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My man, my man's Lydia, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, breaking off of some bread, off a of mm-hmm. product, and mm-hmm. off of just work. Like, I'm very happy mm-hmm. about that behind the scenes situation. Uh, I think it's a very beautiful moment, captured moment for the small wooden box. I'll say this this is the last thing I say before I ask you for the burning question. It's the last thing I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna repeat what we said yesterday. Mm-hmm. If we are who we say we're going to be, mm-hmm. They're going to have to make the small wooden box uh, uh, a historical landmark. Yeah, we were talking about that. We were talking about that. Mm-hmm. The small wooden box is going to have to be a historical landmark. Right. Because when you th- if we are, if this Chocolate City Renaissance is what I think it will be, right. which will be the introduction of the reintroduction, excuse me, my bad, my bad, my bad. Chuck Brown just like, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, hey, nigga, what? My bad, my bad, my bad. He did. Hey, my bad, my bad, bro. If this is going to be the reintroduction, sorry, Chuck, the reintroduction of Washington, D.C., the DMV area as a creative capital, as a creative powerhouse, mm-hmm. as when niggas say, when niggas are leaving their school in Missouri and they're like, man, should I go to Atlanta? Should I go to D.C.? Should I go to Cali? Should I go to New York? That's how it should be. Mm-hmm. That's what the Chocolate City Renaissance should be. If that is who we going to be, they're going to have to make the small wooden box a national landmark. Oh, yeah. Because all the greats have already gone through there. Right. You name them. <laughs> you now, we named them. Yes, you right. name them. They have been, I was sitting in the house the night before. Jamin was there, the owner of the house. 
he's gonna have a chapter in uh in the book that's mm-hmm. the chocolate city renaissance i was waiting for 301 icon who's mm-hmm. gonna have a chapter in the mm-hmm. in the chocolate renaissance book and you? the three and I, and now we're sitting there in between the speakers that i bought mm-hmm. to help activate the space as a permanent event space yeah. sitting there setting up the setting up the mic and the stage looking around looking at all the innovations and renovations happening and thinking about the spirits that have been there we got jada we got jacquette we had foggy raw that was just in there that one time oh, 301 wow. of course sleazy yaj tia micah tashira biscuit um light-skinned mike on bass who's a fucking monster uh We've had Troy in there. Who else we had in there? Shit, Creative Theory's been in there. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucking, this shit was in a movie when I tell you. Right. If we are who we are going to be, Lydia's in there. Mm-hmm. There's a permanent new Noya piece in there. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm going to try to convince Jamie to put a mirror on the wall. This is what, on that back wall where the trash cans are? Come on, man. Oh, yeah. It's time for the burning question. Did you write one down? No, but okay. I should have. <laughs> That's what I thought she was doing. Yeah. Um, I was looking something up. My question is kind of related to Coilery. Oh, let's go. Um. Okay, so I'm thinking about how you you wish he was better, mm-hmm. right? Okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking about nepotism from. I guess the white perspective, okay. like they can just put their kids and their grandkids on, or like just give them exorbitant amounts of money. You're right. But they can, you know, they're not required to do anything. Really. You're right. You're right. So. And that's how we're different from the whites. Okay. Okay. We're held to a different standard. We are a different standard. True. Not held to. I feel like held to is they right. doing the holding. Right. We are a different standard. That's what Toni Morris was talking. I feel like this might be one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> I feel like this might be my one of my favorite quotes. If I take your race away, mm-hmm. are you still smart? Right. Are you still strong? Are you any good? Mm-hmm. Because if I have to kneel <laughs> so that you can be tall, <laughs> then white people have a serious problem. Nice. Nice. C had a wonderful time yesterday. Second place. <laughs> in the white paper competition. I didn't think that she was, I could see she it in her, her face. Out. Yeah, she was like, I was like, girl, if you don't give me this blunt. <laughs> Wonderfully well blunt. All right, y'all. Don't take yourself out the race. To you, Don't take yourself out the race. Run. Run. That's the title of, that's the title of today. Don't take yourself out the race. Run. Yeah. I don't give a fuck how many numbers the Instagram thing say. I don't give a fuck how many story views you got. I don't give a fuck how many times you failed in the past. Don't take yourself out the race. Right. Run. Let's hit him with the ad. Good morning. That was good. That was good. That was good. (laughs) That was good, sweetheart. That'll work. Mm. Even if you might not want to, you can't help but wake people up with that fresh, steak-ass herb smoked in the haze of the early morning. 
Shiva. All right, time to head upstairs. Oh, I'm so ready to make breakfast for my sweetheart. Sweetheart, wake up! I got breakfast. <laughs> oh, you made breakfast. This is sweet. The best part of waiting. I like your toes, though. Oh. Is Free pre-roll with entry.